Greetings, Internet listeners. This is Mr. Announcer with The Complacence Podcast. The Complacence originally aired from September 1995 to June 1996, live on WNUR-FM, Evanston, Illinois. On this episode of The Complacence, the members of the band are hanging out at the shopping mall, where they find love, lust, and reasonably priced shirts. Meanwhile, it's a festival of supervillains for the Major League Super Crime Busters, and Blindy, Rody Without Fear, goes to jail. The next voice you hear is coming to you from February 3rd, 1996. And coming up soon here on WNUR Freeform, The Complacence. Este fin de semana, sábado, un partido de fútbol espectacular. El equipo nacional de Brasil entre los jugadores de Argentina. Lo va a ser un partido super, super, super. Escucha aquí a las 3 de la tarde en WNUR, radio para ustedes. Y ahora, los satisfechos. Johnny no está aquí, porque él está con una mujer de Lodgebox. Pero Johnny está con muchas mujeres, porque él es un hombre suave. Sí, pero esta vez, Johnny está casado. Dios mío. Sí, Dios mío. Fig, ¿dónde está tu tío? ¿Por qué? Quiero jugar el partido especial. Oh, sorry about that, I accidentally popped in the Spanish language radio feed of The Complacent. The show is now syndicated in over 40 different countries in 17 languages. And now, in correct English form, what you've all been waiting for, The Complacence. Everybody hops inside, around the world on a magic ride, big time adventure and fun, rock and roll music for everyone.
really sucks. This has been our lamest show yet, Angelo. Oh, come on, Gunner. We've got one more song left. Let's send this crowd off with a bang. Whatever. Everybody hop inside Around the world on a magic ride Big time adventure of fun Rock and roll music for everyone So take my hand No music when you hear it. Um, yes, yes, thank you, boys. Thank you, the complacence, uh, for coming out to Village Park Mall for this special appearance. Oh, nuts. No, thank you. And, folks, you'll want uh, to be back here next Wednesday afternoon when Margaret Toplin and friends will put on a special marionette show. Good show, boys. Nice work. Hey, why the long face, Gunner? The show was totally lame, Creamsicle. If you're such a great manager, why can't you book us better shows than in a mall? What? Lame? This is good publicity. Publicity to who? To rebellion enough people to fill the gazebo. Yeah, but when they all enjoy your music, then they each tell 20 of their friends, and then they tell 20 of their friends, and before you know it... Hey, go... that sounds like one of those pyramid sales thingies. Not exactly, Fig. But... If you're interested in that sort of thing, I've got something we can talk about later. Creamsicle, none of these people are going to tell anybody anything. They were a little old to be into our music. Oh, nonsense. Everyone loves the complacence. Everyone who loves the complacence is in school right now. Look, Gunner, baby, you've got to face reality. Not every show the complacence are going to do is going to be Altamont or Metal Fest. Now, the concert season is at its seasonal low, and shows like this would look real good on our resume. It shows we have character. Now, why don't you blow off some of that steam by lifting some of that heavy equipment and putting it in the van? All right. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Alanis. Yeah, boss? What do you want, boss? Uh, Alanis, I'm going to get our 50 bucks from the mall manager. C could you keep an eye on Gunner? He's a little on edge, you know? Take care of him. Aye, aye, sir. Hey, Gunner, nice of you to help us move the equipment now that you're done gathering with Mr. Creamsicle. Yeah. And the same goes for you, Fig. You were just standing there eavesdropping. Yeah. So you're going to help move the equipment or what, Fig? Yeah. Then here, catch. <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to load this equipment anyway? Didn't Creamsicle finally hire a roadie? Yeah. Whatever did happen to that roadie? That roadie is in an adventure of his own. To find out more, stay tuned for the next episode of Blindy Roadie Without Fear.
Ed. Anyway, say, Faye, why have you been so quiet lately? I think Gunner gave me a hernia. How? When you threw that effects rack at me. Think? That was me that threw that at you. Oh, I forgot. Anyway, what I meant was, why were you so quiet before? Like, during the show. Well, I was nervous. Nervous? You're supposed to be the carefree, happy-go-lucky one. What do you have to be nervous about? Well, during the whole show... Yeah? There were these girls staring at me. Oh, yeah, them. I was pretty distracted by that, too. Well, I understand, Fig, but you can't let those feelings get in the way of your performance. I mean, after all, I'm the one singing all the sexy love ballads. If anything, you have to use those feelings in your performance. For crying out loud, I was gyrating so much I was starting to hover. But, Gunner, I'm not used to using those feelings. I'm not very used to having them. Fig, you listen to me. We've got all the gear loaded up, so why don't you and me go do some shopping while we're here in this here mall? Uh, Johnny, shouldn't we ask Gunner if he wants to come with? Nah, when he's like this, he's no fun to be with at all. Hey there, Gunner. Oh, hey, Lannis. What you doing? Hmm, nothing. Aw, uh, come on. Why are you moping? Um, I'm not moping. You know, it's really impressive all those things you have to do to be a rock star. Yeah, like doing absolutely nothing that resembles star status. Now shush. Shush what? Look at me. I was once a somewhat respected underground rocker. Gunner, you were stranded in the jungle. See what I mean? Now that's legit. But look at me now. Playing shopping malls? What a failure. Now, Gunner, you stop talking like that. I really do appreciate you. You do? Do I have to show you? Well, you could. You know, this is an awfully big shopping mall. What do you say we see if we can get lost? All right, everybody, I got the money. Uh, <clears throat> hey, wh where is everybody? I'm here. Oh, jeez, you scared me, Fred. How long have you been staying in there? Oh, pretty much through the entire show and ever since. Oh. Hmm. Well, I, I wonder where the other guys went. Uh, they went to do some shopping, I think. Um, Mr. Creamsicle? Yeah. How come no one ever asks me why I'm being quiet? Fred, why don't you be quiet? I'm trying to divvy up some money. Okay. At least I didn't have to move the equipment. And you're listening to The Complacence on WNUR Freeform. Last week on The Curtain, Curtis Hambones, a.k.a. The Curtain, as well as the rest of the Major League Super Crime Busters, tried to figure out the mysterious being with the initials SS. Meanwhile, Dr. Patriot, with the help of his friends Sir Lancelot, Lady Guinevere, and the Quantum Mechanic, finally returned to his proper present, only to find that he was no longer a member of the Major League Super Crime Busters. We now join Curtis and Debbie, a.k.a. Mini Blinds, his chick, the morning after recently captured villain Chet the Man-God revealed the identity of the mysterious crime lord. Do you want some more pancakes, Curtis? Swami Salami. No, pancakes, I said. Swami Salami. Where have I heard that name before? Didn't he put on some sort of magic act at that flea market a while back? Oh, yeah, that's right. He turned people into soot. I also remember reading you had a pit of hell. I wonder, does a pit of hell give one entry into the vast, full, eternal hell, or just one's own private hell? That reminds me. I'd like some more pancakes. Give them yourself. Here's the spatula. Ouch! Well, it's a shame that Chet the Man-God wouldn't reveal any more about this mysterious Swami Salami. So now we're still stumbling around in the dark. That reminds me. Have you paid the rent lately? Why do you ask? 
Because we're eating breakfast by candlelight. It's romantic. And we're drinking sour milk. It's vintage. You haven't been paying the rent. Well, I can't help it. I've been spending all of my earnings on superhero supplies. You have? Well, I guess that's why I've been spending mine on food for both of us. But don't worry. I invited our crotchety and suspicious old landlady, Mrs. Hugglebum, over for tea and crumpets. I'm sure after I talk to her, she won't want to evict me. You mean, evict us? Well, actually, she doesn't know you live here. She doesn't? Well, she disapproves of unmarried couples living together. I never would have gotten the apartment if I hadn't lied. You mean you couldn't think of any other solution to the problem? Like, maybe one with a ring and a diamond and some sort of question? Anyway, you have to leave because she'll be here any second. You'll blow my cover. Fine. Bye, Curtis. Don't piss her off. Oh, I won't. Believe you me. I'll charm the pants off her. I hope not literally, though. Are you talking to yourself again, Hambone? Uh, uh, hello, Mrs. Hogglebum. You scared me. I took you by surprise. Uh, no, I saw you coming. So anyway, let's cut the crap, Hambones. You owe me rent for the last four months, and I'm getting tired of you and your part-time lover parading all over in weird colored spandex like you own the place. Would you like some tea and crumpets, Mrs. Hogglebum? Don't change the subject. The other tenants have filed a number of grievances against you, not the least of which is that deep-voiced friend of yours who always plays hell with our radio reception. Tea, piping hot. And then there's that other friend of yours that always gets the hallway all wet. And you and your bimbo are going in and out the windows all the time. People across the street think you're playing some sort of suicidal sex game, which is no fun when something goes wrong, I'll tell you that from experience. Oh, come on, haven't you ever wondered what a crumpet was? And on top of everything, you're always playing your blasted stereo too loudly. Are you sure you don't want some tea and crumpets? Where the hell are we, Hambones? Jolly old England. If you want to serve me anything, get me a beer. And it better not be light. Certainly, Mrs. Hogglebum. I'll go into the kitchen and get one. Like they don't drink beer in England. Meanwhile, on a local city street... I am certainly very glad to be away from that bizarre monkey person. It's just stunk, but I've got to stay focused. I know Swami Salami's evil plan, and now I've got to tell it to someone who can do something about it. Excuse me, police officer. Yeah? Hi, my, my name is Blindy, and I was wondering if you could give me directions to the fortress of the Major League Super Crime Busters. Sure, buddy. Everyone knows where that is. Just go straight for ten more blocks, take a left at 53rd Street, and then walk 16 more blocks until you come to the Major League Super Crime Busters Plaza, where you walk through the sculpture garden, and there you are. Okay, thank you. Say, I'm curious. How did you know I was a police officer? Are you kidding? No, please tell me. I could smell the pork from about a quarter mile away. All right, that's it. Into the car, wise ass. No! <laughs> Not the nightstick! Not again! Back at Curtis's apartment. Where is he? It's certainly taking him an awful long time to get a beer. Hey, he painted the ceiling. I didn't tell him he could do that. Oh, and he installed a hot tub in the guest bedroom. That explains Mr. Mars Love's ceiling leakage. I'm kicking that rotten ham bones out of this building for sure. Hello, Mrs. Hugglebum. Well, Sylvia, dear, what are you doing in here? Well, I heard you would be here, and I needed to talk to you. About what? About, oh, I can't think of anything. Boys, take her out. I am always willing to engage the patients of a woman so ravishing as yourself. Oof. 
This woman heavy. Put me down, you. You guys got her all right? Do not worry. I, Blitzkrieg man, and my rotund friend, Bizarro Monkey Boy, will carry the woman back to Amasad of the Swami Salami, where he shall reward us for the releasing from prison our compatriots in crime. Me, Miss Friends, me will be happy to see old villain bodies. That's nice, Bizarro Monkey Boy. Now you guys get out of here. He'll be back any second. Hmm, I hope I haven't kept her waiting. I didn't have any beer, so I had to slip out the window and go to the corner store. Oh, well. Oh, Mrs. Hogglebum, here it is. Fresh beer. I've been brewing it myself. Mrs. Hogglebum had to leave. Hey, who are you? My name is Sylvia Gold. I live in this building, too. Really? Where? Oh, somewhere above you. Wow, your apartment must have been even trendier and more upscale than mine. <laughs> oh, really? It's just a hole in the wall. Well, would you care for some beer? Oh, Curtis, are you trying to get me drunk? I just now had to play, pay 12 bucks for this six-pack. I don't drink. Duh, don't you want to take it off my hands? You want me to take what off? Slow down. Wait for me to get drunk first. Oh! Later, at the Fortress of the Major League Super Crime Busters... Hey, everybody. What's going on? You got here just in time, Minnie Blinds. You certainly did. Captain Kilo, Dark Bucky, and Seam Ripper all broke out of prison just now. We have to go put them back in. The quick jet is fueled and ready to fly. Fantastic, quantum mechanic. Major League Super Crime Busters roll call. Mr. Shammy. Benevolent girl. Minnie Blinds. Announcer man. Super American. Dr. Patriot. Patriot, we told you to get out of here and take Lancelot and Guinevere with you. All they do is slice up things and have sex, respectively. Fine. Jeez. Come on, guys. I've been thinking, Patriot. Perhaps if we sold these narcotic drugs. Yes, that's a splendid idea. We'll make a lot of money that way. Give me those. Stop it. You're making me look bad. Bye. Anyway, back to the roll call. Quantum mechanic. Meowy meow meow. And I'm Lady Victory. Where's the curtain? Uh, he had a meeting with our landlady today. Oh, well, that's more important than this, I guess. He can just join us as soon as he can. Let's move. All my years of service. Gone in an instant. You two have to help me rejoin the team. I'm sorry, Dr. Patriot, but Lady Guinevere and I have leased an apartment in the city. We're going to try to make a new life for ourselves in this new world. And not get eaten by any metal monsters. Ah! This one now! Out of my way! Fine. I don't need you guys anyway. I only brought you here after all. I hate English people. Goodbye, Dr. Patriot. I must catch Lancelot. Uh, bye. Say, uh, could I crash at your place? Meanwhile, back at Curtis's place... I didn't want to just stand there. I wanted to do something. So that's when I said, that's it. I'm getting out of the nude modeling business. Wow, you have an interesting past. Tell me about it. Is Mrs. Hugglebum coming back? Probably not. Good. Uh, that means I don't have to pay my rent and I won't get evicted. I know. Sylvia... Uh, may I make a confession? I find you rather fetching. Is that so? More fetching than Debbie Duncan, your lady love? Not quite that fetching, but very, very close. Am I more fetching than your life as a superhero? Well, I don't know. That kind of lifestyle is pretty addictive. Hey, how did you know I was a superhero? I know everything about you, Curtis Hambones. 
and I want you all for myself. Hey, put those away. I'm practically engaged. Chill out. I have to take one every day to keep my cycle regular. Now, now where was I? Oh, yes, I was about to seduce you. What do you want from me? Why, nothing more than your love and total subservience. Well, that's not too much to ask, I guess. Hey, I'm getting kind of sleepy. My cream soda tastes funny. I slipped you a Mickey. Not on my neck, I hope. If Debbie sees, she'll be furious. No, a Mickey. Your drink? Oh, well, you'd think I would have noticed that. Well, Debbie probably won't see it then. Boy, I'm drowsy. I need some caffeine. Here's some. Thanks. Revive with Vibrin. Oops, I gave you NyQuil. I wondered why I was suddenly unconscious. Meanwhile, at the prison break... It sure is taking a long time to break out of prison, Captain Kilo. Yes, Dark Bucky. Seam Ripper's powers don't work very well through granite walls. What? Oh, don't you worry about what we're saying, Seam Ripper. Rip away! So when is this Swami Salami guy going to help us? All you had to do was say my name! Hey, I heard his voice in my head without seeing him nearby. He must have some sort of voice-throwing power. What's that, Seam Ripper? Look! A gaping hole appeared magically in the grand wall! We're free! Not for long, Dark Bucky! Lady Victory! And the Major League Super Crime Busters. Sorry about uh, this escape interrupt us, hey? Stand aside, heroes. We have the power of Swami Salami on our side. Oh, no. Suddenly a prison riot has started. Even my oversized flagpole helmet cannot deflect all these deranged convicts. Gee, I hope Bizarro Announcer Man isn't in there. Meow. He was paroled yesterday? Oh, no. Give it up, Super Twits. We've got a date with the doctor. He's not our leader anymore. You can't say that. Okay, then. We've got a date with the Swami. Swami. I'll be shamed. Shabby fading away before our eyes. Leaving us to face these angry prisoners. We've got to keep every last one of these prisoners inside these walls. I may have to call for backup. Oh, Curtis, where are you? Yes, where is he? Resting comfortably in the arms of that Sylvia, no doubt. And what will become of the crotchety and suspicious old Mrs. Hugglebum? And what will the mysterious Swami Salami do next? And is that Dr. Patriot kind of pathetic or what? Tune in next week to The Curtain when you will hear Seam Rippers say... You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR. Uh, Johnny, I appreciate you wanting to take me shopping, but... I don't really need anything. Fig, my friend, what we're shopping for is something you can always use. A gift certificate? No, Fig. Women. Oh, Johnny, I don't know anything about women. You're the one who's married to the bass player from Lunchbox. No, that's just a rumor. Hey, look, isn't that one of them pretty little things that was giving you bedroom eyes during the show? Well, she was looking at me kind of funny. Well, here's your chance, boy. Go get her. But, Johnny, I don't know what to say. It's simple. Just go up to her, strike up a conversation. Start off by paying her a compliment. Okay, I can do that, I guess. Uh, hi there. Hi. Uh, how are you doing? Fine. Uh, Fig, stop looking at me. Look at her. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I couldn't help, uh, help but notice uh, that you're wearing a shirt. Yeah. Um, so do you always wear a shirt? For all you'll ever know. Creep. Faye! Hey, Faye, what happened? 
Oh, I forgot to say it was a nice shirt. Say, Mr. Creamsicle, that's a nice shirt. You think it looks good on me? How about across the shoulders? Yes, the cut is very nice on you, but did you really need me to come into the dressing room with you? I mean, they have a mirror. Yeah, but these mirrors, they aren't built for short guys like me. I can't see a thing in them. Whatever. Um, excuse me? You guys can't be in there together. No, you see, we're not really in here together. It's, uh... <laughs> hey, you don't need me to explain your behavior to me. Technically, it's not even um, against our policy, but we've already got one couple in one of the dressing rooms, and, well, they're attracting quite a bit of attention. Another couple? Who else would think of something like this? Uh, um, I, I think there's a crowd gathering outside. What's wrong, Gunner? The big rock star suddenly getting performance anxiety? I'm just not so sure they're enjoying the show that they're getting. Well, the big crowd wouldn't have been drawn here if it weren't for you making so much noise. Which, I take it, means you were enjoying the show just fine. Yeah, well... <laughs> now, come on, you guys. I can hear it's all quiet in there. You can't tell me I'm interrupting now. No, we were just finishing. Not quite. Really? Well, hey... Take it somewhere else anyway. Get your clothes on. That's okay. We didn't take them off. Now, get out of here. Be on your way and don't come back till we put security cameras in the dressing rooms. Wow. Alanis, I just want you to know I don't do this all the time. Either do I, with a member of the complacents. Huh? Just kidding. What do you want to do now? Well, geez, uh, what do you do after you do what we just did? You're right. I guess the real question is, where do you want to do it now? Do it now, Fig. Do it now. But I'm so nervous. Fig, you'll never get a better chance. She's all alone and waiting for someone to talk to. But that last one went so badly. Fig, you've got to forget that last girl. I mean, don't forget it completely, or you might do the same stupid thing you did with her. But picking up girls is just like learning to fall off a horse. Once you've done it, you never forget how. Gee, thanks, Johnny. Now you just walk up to that girl and tell her something nice about her eyes. Okay. Um, hi. Um, hi. Say, your eyes, they're really crossed. Ha! <laughs> of all the nerve. That's okay, Fig. We didn't want that one anyway. I'm not sure I want any of them. Now, Fig, don't talk like that. Women are the most wonderful creatures on Earth. Women is what makes life worth living. Well, I can remember vividly on my 18th birthday when my daddy sat me down and he said to me, Johnny, you're a man now. And being a man, I feel you ought to know a thing it's too about women. So, son, on this, your 18th birthday, I bought you a piece of ass. You see, he didn't know I'd already stopped paying for it. Wait, I don't get it. Oh, that's okay, Fig. All you've got to do is get with a woman, and then you'll know just what to do. Now, all we got to do is get you with a woman. Hey, there's one now. Um, yeah, that's a woman, all right. That's right, Fig. You're halfway there. And what's more important, that's one of the women who's looking at you during the show. Now we know she's attracted to your rock and roll lifestyle, so that's the angle we'll use. You just walk up to her and ask her how she liked the show. Okay, here goes. Uh, hi there. Hi. Hi. I saw you at the show earlier. Yeah. So, did you enjoy the show? Oh, yeah. It was great, and you were so great. I, I love you so much. 
Really? Oh, yeah. You've always been my favorite member of the Complacents. Oh, shucks. In fact, I collect all your memorabilia. I, I've got the Fred James collector's cards, the Fred James pogs. Of course, I've got your book of mazes and even the Fred James plush doll. Uh, but lady... Yes, Fred? I'm not Fred, I'm Fig. Oh, oh an imposter, huh? And to think, I thought you were really one of the Complacents. I am one of the complete. <laughs> oh, rats. Fig, what happened? Oh, she thought I was Fred. Well, why did you tell her you weren't? Now, don't... Now, now don't, shut up. Now, don't lie to me, Fred. I'm not lying. Those stripes don't make you look fat. I, I just want to be sure. I, I know when Fanny took my, uh, I mean, uh, her female body back, she took that post-pregnancy figure with it. See, Complacence episode number nine. Ed. But I still can't help but feel conscious about my hips. Well, I wouldn't worry about those stripes. I've never heard of a belt that makes its wearer look fat. You see, they tend to have the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're getting at. I'm just distracted because I don't know where Johnny, Fig, Gunner, and Alanis are. I mean, we've been all over this mall and we haven't seen them. I've already seen all these movies, and besides, they're all bad. Gunner, you weren't actually going to watch the movie. Uh, two tickets for anything, please. Ah, uh, here you go, sir. Come on, the movie's already started. No, oh, I hate it when I miss the seat. Don't worry, we're skipping right to the seat. Okay. There's plenty of empty seats here in the back. Okay, but I don't know how well we'll be able to see. Alanis, do you want some popcorn? Huh? Hmm. I, I see you're doing just fine. You're doing just fine, Fig. It's perfectly reasonable for you to go 0 for 3 your first time out. I don't know. Maybe we should just forget about it. Forget about it? Forget about it? What if Napoleon had decided to forget about it? He never would have met Josephine. Wasn't that some kind of prearranged marriage? Maybe. Hey, Ocean of Notions is, is having a giant sequence sale. I've been thinking about complacent stage costumes. Maybe that's just what we need. I'm pretty happy with this t-shirt. But it's got that stain on the front. That's not a stain. I got this shirt at the 1986 National Ink Convention. Well, it can't hurt to look. You can wait outside on the bench if you don't want to come in with me. Fine, then I'll just sit right here and watch all the people go by. Maybe I'll count shopping bags. There's one from the Limited. One from the Limited Express. One from the Limited Local. One from the Limited Special, making all stops between <laughs> Philadelphia and... Oh, they're walking too fast for me to read all that. And there's a big shopping bag. And it's getting even bigger. Wow, that bag is huge. Is this part of the bench taken? Oh, I see. That bag was getting bigger because it was coming toward me. I said, uh, is this part of the bench taken? Uh, no, it looks like it's still there. Why? Is this mall having a problem with theft? I just want to know if I can sit there. Well, then why didn't you say so? It's fine with me. <laughs> You're pretty funny. Do you come to the mall often? No, I was just here because my band was performing in the gazebo next to the carousel. Wow. They had a band performing? Usually all they have is elementary school choirs. Nope, they had a band today. My name is Mitzi, by the way. I'm Fig. Fig? That's an unusual name. It's not unusual for me. I've been calling myself Fig for years. <laughs> Do you want to go to the food court and split an orange, Julius? Okay, but only if I can drink the left side of the cup. And the other problem is that the right is much bigger. Well, since it's going to take you so long to buy shoes, I think I'll go up to the arcade and see if they have the new Scarlet Letter pinball game. Based on the new movie? Yeah, I hear it's pretty easy because you only have to spell A for a bonus. Say, don't pinball machines always have women with large breasts painted on them? I'll meet you up there later. 
serious pinball players only look up there to see the score. Uh, anyway, do you know where the arcade is? I think I saw it on the way in. It's right above the movie theater. Pete, I think I have a new costumes all worked out. They say they'll give us a quantity discount on sequins and... Pig? Pig? Now where did he go? He didn't follow me into the store. Maybe he's in the store next door. Victoria's Secret? No, I don't think he'd go in there. Too many girls. Maybe he's in the pet store. No, he has that phobia about tropical fish. Let's see. Maybe if I tried to think like Fig, I could find him. I'm an auto harp playing weirdo who isn't very bright. If there's one store in this mall I could go to, I'd go to... I'd go to... No, that won't work. I'll just have to try every store, except for the bookstores and the stores with a lot of women in them. You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR Freeform. A few whacks of a nightstick after Blindy's unappreciated comments to a police officer, we find him stuck in the city of California jail. Book this one, will you? Sure. What are the charges? Officer harassment, loitering, panhandling, first-degree murder. Wait, I guess he didn't do that one. Well, just add anything else you can think of. Can do. Let's see. Bleeding profusely in a public place? Excuse me. Yes? I, I'd just like to point out that when the officer uh, arrested me, he, he didn't read me my rights. Oh, that's what the little sheet of paper that he handed you is. Oh, I, I see. I'll, I'll just take your word for it. One de-lousing later, we join Blindy in his jail cell, devoid of his scarlet mask disguise. So much for finding Fig's golden strings. Maybe I should have called Mr. Creamsicle instead of that Grape Nuts 1-800 number. But I had always wondered why they were called Grape Nuts... And Mr. Creamsicle would have been really mad. Uh, not that he is unfamiliar himself with the criminal and legal system. Hey, kid, what you in for? Um, insulting an officer, rowdy conduct, bleeding profusely in a public place, potential spreading of the bubonic plague through close contact with rats. Bleeding in a public place? Yeah, they got me for that, too. Although, as I explained to them later, the blood was not mine at all. It- oh. Uh, looking back, it probably would have been best if I had mentioned that little tidbit to them. I could have gotten away with that murder. Hmm, well, uh, I can see we have uh, much in common, then. I was thinking that too, kid, which is why you and me is busting out of this place. Look, I appreciate your offer, but I- I've had enough trouble already. And... I'm not asking you, buddy boy. I'm a-telling you. You're gonna help me bust this joint. I'm sorry, but I object. I wouldn't need you at all if I actually had legs. Oh, I am sorry. I don't need that. I don't need your sorry crap. It was passion. That's what landed me here. I was on the subway, drumming up some change when this guy started yelling at me. I have no legs. I've got no legs. I was so angry that I could have killed that guy. Of course, I couldn't catch him on my skateboard before he got off. That's, that's pretty awful. That's what I was thinking at the time, too. Well, in a much more angry way. Anyway, I ambushed some guy in the alley and killed him instead. That's pretty awful. It was passion, man. Passion! And now you and me are getting out of here. Will Blindy be a part in this daring escape, or will he just take a nap? Listen next week to find out. You're listening to The Complacence on WNUR. Hmm, I guess they were trying to give this Scarlet Letter machine an old-time feeling to it, since the movie takes place in old times. Uh, at least I'm doing a lot better on the machine now that the floor stopped shaking. It wasn't just that row of seats, 
We had the walls shaking so bad, I feel sorry for whatever's above the theater. They probably thought there was an earthquake or something. Um, here, here you go. What's this? Free passes. We're sorry we were having those problems with the projection and the sound. I didn't notice any problem. Really? All of our other patrons have been complaining about jerky pictures and strange noises. Oh, you mean those problems. Here, I'll take those passes. Feel free to take as many as you like from the wooden butler next to the exit door. Can't wait to see those hot chicks painted on glass. My favorite kind. Alanis? Gunner? What the habit trail are you two up to? Just a little entertainment at the multiplex. I did just what you told me to, boss. I think I know what happened here. I told you to keep an eye on him, not any other parts of your body. He's got a show tomorrow night and you've been completely, you completely wore him out. If I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, women ruin your circulatory system. What? But I was just doing my job. If you're not going to be grateful, I'm leaving. Good bye. Well, I'm grateful to you, creamy old buddy. You want to hear all about oh, it? Oh, for crying out loud. I... Yeah, we did some of that. More me than her, though, for obvious reasons. Forget it. Let's just go find Johnny and Fig. I didn't know there was such a thing as a Fig, Julius. I think it's neat that you have a drink named after you. I'd like to see a Mitzi Julius, but I might not like to taste it. Who gets to keep the souvenir plastic cup? You can have it. No, that's not fair. Why don't we flip for it? I don't think I have any change. Well, let's see if I have any. No, all I have in my pocket is this. Say, isn't that an auto heart pick? It is an auto heart pick. How did you know? Most people confuse them for banjo picks. Not me. I've been a fan of auto harps for a long time. You didn't tell me you played the auto harp. You never asked. Well, in fact, there's only one instrument that I like better than the auto harp. The accordion? No, but I don't know if you can call my favorite instrument an instrument. There you are. I've been looking all over the mall for you. Oh, sorry, Johnny. Uh, but I met Mitzi and we started talking and we ended up here. Way to go, Fink. Way to go. Oh, I get it. She's a girl. What's this all about? Nothing. Absolutely nothing, pretty lady. I'll go over and buy some cheese fries so I can get some change. It looks like there's a long line. Well, it won't get any shorter with me just sitting here. Mine too. A lot of people think I'm crazy when I call it an instrument. Of course it's an instrument. It's got a button on a Casio keyboard, doesn't it? <laughs> You're pretty funny. Thank you. Thank you very much. Back home in Arkansas, I used to kill all the chickens. And then, after telling them jokes, I chopped their heads off. <laughs> Say, how'd you like to go ride on the carousel? That sounds like lots of fun. Sure, I'd love to. Two billion points. I'm number five on the high score list. Let's see. F, M, J. No, not a K. Arg, I messed up my initials. <gasps> oh. My. God. It's you. What? Fred James! I think you have me confused with, uh... But Fred James was the creative force behind the complacence, not to mention all the best mazes in the 1996 Maze Annual? Oh, maybe you don't have me confused with anyone else, then. Could you do me a big favor and sign the July 4th fireworks maze for me? Please? Sure, it's kind of dim in this arcade, though. I need to have a little more light. You wouldn't want me signing right on top of the maze by accident. Well, there's plenty of light at my apartment. I've got three-way bulbs. I hope you like special three-way cheese sauce on your fries, Mitzi, because that's all they had. Uh, Mitzi? I thought she was at this table with Johnny. There's the souvenir cup. Wait a minute, that looked like them sitting on that one horse in the carousel downstairs. I'll see when they come around again. It is them! 
Oh, well, I certainly hope they enjoy their ride together, and then she'll come back up here and eat cheese fries with me. Oh, who am I kidding? All the girls like Johnny better. He's much better looking than I am. He doesn't get nervous around them, and he stands right in front when we're on stage. I'm not hungry anymore. Big, what's going on? Oh, nothing. I'm trying to figure out where I parked. Where's the door to lot J? I think it's next to the push cart where they put photographs on t-shirts. Thanks. Say, you look a little sad. Yeah. Hey, you're a girl, aren't you? I sure am. Do you like Johnny? Yes. He's... Well, wait a minute. I like you too, Fig. You do? Mm-hmm. And I'll prove it. I've got free passes to the theater downstairs. But I've already seen those movies. Then I guess we'll just have to make our own fun. You mean shooting wisecracks at the screen? Shooting and cracks. Yes, but I don't know about wise and screen. We're going to be participating in a drug deal gone sour? Will Fig ever grasp the meaning of a double entendre? Has Johnny finally found the girl of his dreams? Has Fred finally found the girl of his nightmares? Will Gunner's circulatory system recover from the stress? Did Adrian manage to find shoes that fit his misshapen feet? Are there any stores available for lease at the mall featured in this episode? The answer to some of those questions is yes, and the answer to some of these questions is no. But you won't know which is which and why or why not until the next episode of The Complacence, coming up in 167 hours on WNUR Freeform. Stay tuned now for a title to be determined on 89.3 WNUR-FM Evanston, Chicago's Sound Experiment. Back now in the present, here's what's actually coming up on the next episode. Fred has an amazing adventure that's spelled A-M-A-Z-E-I-N-G. Until next time, this has been the Complacence Podcast. This is Mr. Announcer speaking.